Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host. David Bodcher. Terrific. Even more terrific, I turned off all the ads that were playing on the show. I had kind of signed up for it as an experiment uh, for our last few episodes. We had ads running, like five of them, like five ads an episode. And Dave, I haven't told you, guess how much money we made off those ads? How much? Four dollars and fifty six cents. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's like yeah. a penny an ad. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically I turned them off. Uh, we're not going to be running ads. And for as of now, we're not going to be running ads. So I hope sorry for the inconvenience. But yeah, no more ads for us. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, five an episode, huh? I, I don't how know. Long, do you know how long they were? I didn't yeah, some of them were like 30 seconds. So I was like, that's too long. We're cutting those. Gee, yeah. So no more ads for us unless we, um, unless they go, they go through oh. us type of deal. Makes yeah, sense. Unless we get Super Bowl prices. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Dave, let's get going on the episode. This episode, we have part two of recent animal stories and attacks, all from the first half of 2023. These are always some of our favorite episodes to put together. Uh, you know, whenever I get asked, what's a good episode to listen to? Like for uh, somebody's first time listening to the show, I like to recommend these ones. Uh, and we like to put together a, a plethora of different types of stories, all invi- involving animals. And we have some good ones for you this episode. We have a tiger story, and then we have a story involving bees, and then a spider, and then dingoes, and bison. And Dave, you have a surprise for story for us as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Double feature, actually. Oh, okay. We like we always like that. And Dave, it's funny. It's uh, you. You like to talk about the joke um you like to joke about um every time i say we should cover something in an episode you say it should be a drinking game that you should take a shot every time i say we're gonna cover that right yeah oh uh, yeah. yeah well if you play that game you are gonna be drunk at the end of the episode i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And then uh, we also hope everyone enjoyed part one. We had some great stories from it. We had a predatory bear attack, a black bear attack in Arizona. We had a crocodile farmer that got eaten by crocodiles. That was a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, a snake on a plane and then a, a zebra <laughs> that nearly bit a man's arm off. And then, Dave, you had the crazy story of the snake falling from the sky, landing on a woman mowing her lawn. And then a hawk tries grabbing the snake off the woman's arm. It was it was a crazy story. <laughs> and it is true. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a rabid beaver. And uh, then to end it off, we had a bunch of baboons throwing rocks at hikers that ended up breaking three legs. Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah, it was. It was. We had a lot of crazy stories uh, last episode, so go back and check it out if you haven't. Well, Dave, as always, we are joined by everyone's favorite cheetah and rainbow trout duo, Cheetor and Dante. Good evening, gentlemen. Dave, I'm so glad to hear that you and your family were not affected by that bitch of a hurricane named Adalia. I'm so awfully worried about your wife, Dana. Well, Cheetor has always had a thing for your wife, who is my sister, so kind of weird for both of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dante, let's hear from you. What's up, fellas? I just want you to know if anything ever happened to you, Dave, Cheetor and I will gladly take care of Dana for you. Wow. Well, uh, both of them have a thing for Dana, apparently. Kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know whether to thank them or fish slap them. <laughs> Oh, that's so silly. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And also, before we get going, we want to thank all the listeners from around the world for joining us. I like to think we have a cult-like following full of wonderful people, so thank you very much. And be sure to go to Apple, give us five stars, say something you like about the show on Spotify or any other platforms. Give us five stars and tell your friends so we can grow even more. And with that all done, Dave, what do you say we get to our first story? Let's do it. And just like last episode, I'm going to start out with it's a it's a deathy story. <laughs> Starting out deathy. All right, Dave, we are going to India. And we are going to uh, back in February. And this is a story where you kind of need to use your imagination a little as I don't have like full accounts of what happened exactly. Make sense? 
Okay. Yeah. But you'll you'll see why I chose to cover this story in a, as I get going. So we have a young man named Chethan who is working in a coffee plantation. We are near a tiger reserve called Nagaraghol, which is in more of the southern part of India near Mysore. And then, Dave, am I pronouncing these properly? I honestly don't know. But, you know, <laughs> uh, cut me some slack. We cover stories from all around the world. And uh, I know we have Indian listeners. Uh, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce everything correctly. I do my best. Now, I, I mentioned uh, Mysore because it's uh, home to a famous story that we haven't covered yet. It's about a sloth bear that killed many people and was hunted by Kenneth Anderson. You know, I've mentioned him before. Yeah. A guy similar to Jim Corbett, just kind of later, later on. And uh, I do plan on covering this story about the sloth bear sometime and cover Kenneth Anderson. Oh, okay. But when I read my story, I was like, oh, I know what happens there way back in the day. Anyway. Nice. Uh, let's get back to the story. So we have 18 year old Chathan. He is working on the plantation. Uh, he goes to relieve himself in the bush. Uh, pretty common where toilets are scarce. Well, yeah. at some point, he is attacked by a Bengal tiger. Oh. He is attacked and killed. Unfortunately, I do not have information of the attack. Uh, nobody was there to witness it. Uh, the only thing I know is that he was found partially eaten. Oh. So, when it comes to this story, Dave, I looked at at least a dozen sources on this story. Some were uh, like Indian publications, uh, like the Hindu press, uh, India, you know, just a bunch of things. Uh, a bunch of, and all, a lot of these sources had conflicting information. So, I am putting to uh, this story together the best that I can. I think I spent like four hours researching this one story alone. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was trying to find good information about it. But uh, what I found, is, I think, is pretty good. It's just I wish I could find more anyway. OK, well, so Chathan got attacked and he was found partially eaten. And then less than 24 hours after the check on uh, Chathan, we have another man around 70, 75 years old named Raju. He is about. 500 meters from where the first attack happened. So that's under a mile. And, okay. and Raju is just outside his home. He's literally just right outside his home when he is also attacked and killed by a tiger. Gee. It is believed to be the same tiger as well. Now, Dave, here's the, the cruel twist and why I wanted to cover this story. Raju is the grandfather of Chathan. Oh. So two family members killed in less than 24 hours by the same tiger. Oh, man. And uh, some sources claim that Chathan's uh, father was also injured in one of the attacks somehow. Uh, Gee. And then well, not just that. So the, the aunt of Chathan is said to have died from shock after hearing of the two attacks. Oh my goodness. And I, Dave, I just took a, a first responder course and I learned that someone can certainly die from shock like this. Wow. So I know that I, I know for sure that it can happen. Uh, it's a really crazy uh, triple tragedy uh, for this really unfortunate family. Yeah, it's starting to sound like it's leading up to a Jim Corbett story. <laughs> That's, to be honest, this, this, is, this is like almost how they all start. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right, too. Um, so Indian authorities set out to look for the tiger. They had about 150, 250 personnel searching for the tiger from what I gather for several days. Uh, they wow. did finally fi find it and tranquilized it. They didn't kill it. They tranquilized it. Oh, they try to do that nowadays more. They only kill them if they absolutely need to. OK, um, unfortunately, no follow up I could find. And like I said, I spent hours researching on this story. And uh, this is really all I could find. Without giving uh, without giving possible misinformation. So I didn't want to do that. So this, that's all I could find. But man, that's still a pretty crazy story. I did see one source that said from uh, 2019 to 2021. 
125 people were killed by tigers in India. Wow. I could actually buy that statistic. That sounds honestly about right. Yeah. And uh, tiger numbers have slightly increased over the last few years due to conservation efforts and tigers are moving. So with that, they are kind of moving out of the specific conservation areas because there's a couple, there's a few too many. And as we have learned on this show, tigers are awesome and amazing, amazing animals, right? You like tigers. Yeah. 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 We, we all like tigers. One of my, one of my favorite, but we also know that they are extremely dangerous and can sometimes be scary monsters. Yeah. It's very true. Like you said, it's, it sounds like a Jim Corbett story was about to happen. It does. Yeah. I'm actually uh, glad to get that uh, story out of the way. I spent way too much time researching that one. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to our next one. And Dave, this one is freaking crazy, dude. It, I'd say it ranks as one of our craziest. Wow. We've covered hundreds of stories, and I, I honestly think that this one uh, rates up there. So and, wow. and it, and it involves an animal we have barely ever talked about before. Maybe once or twice we've had a story involving, involving this animal. So what do you say we get into it? Let's do it. We go to May 10th-ish, and we are going to Nicaragua in Central America. So. We're going to follow a bus, and this bus has about 45 people on board, okay? The bus is traveling from uh, Gintego, you know, Gintega to San Sebastian in the northwest part of the country. It's about an hour-long bus ride, okay? Okay. Well, at some point, uh, the bus has some mechanical problems, and the driver loses control of the bus and sends the bus off the road and into a ravine that the bus. Oh my goodness. The bus plummets down about 165 feet landing uh, near a coffee plantation. I mean, that's a pretty good fall. Yeah. So now that is terrible enough. And uh, some people are injured, but everyone has survived. Okay. Wow. Well, they happen to have crashed in one of the worst places you could think of that involves animals dave do you have any ideas uh a monkey nest <laughs> a monkey nest <laughs> why would that be the worst they're just gonna <laughs> throw their poop at them they'd be like you're in our territory oh they could rip them to they're, they're strong monkeys are strong not in nicaragua they're not oh, baboons or okay. anything there those are just ah that's true yeah all right so do you want me to tell you yeah well this uh, the bus the bus crashed into multiple beehives. Oh wow! Not just any bees either. These are Africanized honeybees. Have you ever heard okay. of them? <clears throat> yeah, I think those are the ones they keep saying are the de the deadly ones. Oh yeah, isn't they that are. the right one? Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna make a long story short here, so everyone can get an idea of what the, these bees are. African honeybees or killer bees. They were imported to Brazil in 1956 to help increase honey production for the country. However, the following year, many escaped and they began. Uh, breeding with um, European honeybees and other 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 bees, these crossbred bees, uh, these Africanized crossbred bees, are extremely dangerous and way more aggressive than any normal bees. Wow! Uh, throughout the decades, they have moved up from Brazil. That's where they started. They've moved up all the way through South America, Central America. They're even in the U.S. right now. Yeah. And like parts of uh, Texas, Arizona. So they're they're in the southern United States right now. Yeah. And uh, I know I I know there have a couple stories about them. So uh, we're going to we're going to have to cover this story. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to do a full episode on Africanized honeybees sometime, I think. OK, so another drink. Take another drink. Yep. Take one right now. If you're playing the, <laughs> if you're playing the game, <laughs> maybe I should play the game. While we while we do an <laughs> maybe that'd be bad. I'd start getting well. Mm -hmm. Back to the story. No, you, you'd, turn, you'd be just like Cheetor by the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's get back to the story. So there are forty-five people 
They survived plummeting 165 feet down a ravine and they crash into these extremely aggressive bees. Well, the bees yeah. live up to their name. Uh, many people were stung rapidly by the angry bees. Uh, lo- lots and lots of stings. I saw some hospital photos of afterwards and the people were stung hundreds of times. Oh, one guy's body was literally just completely covered head to toe. Hundreds of hundreds of stings. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, I had never seen anything like that before. It was it was really crazy. Like his entire back was just covered. Wow. Yeah. So everyone uh, survived the crash, but everyone did not survive the bees. Six people, including a child, did not survive. Oh, my goodness. And then another 14 were hospitalized for serious injuries. Wow. Yeah, that's a, it's pretty crazy. And local people helped the people in the bus. I bet a bunch of them got stung, too, until firefighters arrived to help everyone. And like I said, many were taken to the hospital. But yeah, six people died from a result of all the bee stings. This story is a really crazy tragedy. That is. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, one source says that these killer bees have killed over 1000 people in Brazil since they escaped and crossbred. And that's just Brazil. I know for a fact they've killed way more than that. And I bet they've killed more than that in Brazil. That's crazy. I, I do think it would be fun to do a full episode kind of to learn the history of these Africanized honeybees and maybe some attack stories, stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, we I think that'd be a good one to cover sometime. But yeah, Dave, that's a yeah. freaking crazy story, isn't it? That is. It's almost like a, a Family Guy parody or something, you know? Ah! Oh, we've survived the crash. <laughs> and then the bees come. Yeah, you're kind of right. I could see that in a Family Guy sketch. But, oh, yeah, that's crazy. It's very tragic, very sad. Um, I, I promise, uh, I have actually no more deathy stories. Okay. So that's good. But let's go to let's go to a non-deathy story. Okay. So Dave, we've all heard the myth that when we are asleep, we swallow, you know, like how we swallow a certain amount of spiders a night or a year or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a myth. However, it's not a thing that doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's definitely a myth. Like they definitely inflate the numbers, but it, it, it is something that can happen. And we have a real story of it happening. Oh, let's go to July 26 ish. And we are going to the UK. Uh, I do not know exactly where, but somewhere in the countryside. And we are going to meet a man named Chris Cowsley. He's 52 and he is a postman. Well, one night he goes to bed and falls asleep. Then around 3.30 a.m. he wakes up choking and not being able to breathe. He says he would stick his finger down his throat just to get some air. And that's and that was the only time he could get air. And then as soon as he took his finger out, he couldn't breathe again. Weird. That makes that sounds the opposite. Yeah, you'd think putting your finger in there, you couldn't breathe. Right. Well, it's his throat's all swollen. I don't know if he pulled something back or what. Oh, okay. Well, Chris dials nine nine nine, the UK's equivalent to nine one one. Chris says he doesn't know how the operator understood him because he could barely speak. Well, they're probably still going to send emergency services to you. So uh, emergency service uh, services arrive and give him a shocking diagnosis. They um, actually hook him up to machines and tell Krista they think he has swallowed a spider. With such a quick diagnosis, it kind of leads me to believe that this may happen more than we think. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. And apparently the spider, it bit his. How do you say that? Uvula. Uvula. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of the fleshy part at the back of the throat. And that's where the spider bit him. And he is taken to the hospital where he is administered uh, saline solution and antibiotics from an IV drip. And they also okay. hooked uh, endoscopic cameras up to his nose and the back of his throat. So they're using a camera to get to the back of his throat to make sure everything is all right. 
Uh, after determining that the victim's gullet was no longer swollen, doctors discharged him at 7.30 a.m. So this was only a couple hour ordeal, but wow. definitely I mean, very easily could have killed him if he didn't get help. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. When Chris got home, he cleaned his house, he vacuumed and spider proofed his home. <laughs> as, as you would guess, right? He's like, he calls into work. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not spider duty. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that an arachnophobia's worst fear? Because now, now oh, you know yeah. their new their fear has increased to the next level of thinking it could be inside me right now. It could be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this is not crazy? a good. It's not a good story for arachnophobes for sure. Because oh. they're like, oh, don't worry, it's just a myth. It's just a myth. Well, it has happened. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, oh. and, and we do not know what kind of spider he swallowed or if it was venom venomous or not. And I, uh, after that, I was kind of curious uh, and I was curious if the UK even had venomous spiders. Uh, turns out they do. There okay. are four venomous spider species. We have the noble, the noble false widow spider. It's the most venomous. Uh, the cardinal mm. spider is the largest, the woodlouse spider and the, and then uh, also the uh, tube web spider. Uh, none of these venomous spiders are dangerous to humans necessarily, unless you swallow yeah. one and it bites your throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, Talk so about that, a vampire spider, you know, going for the throat. <laughs> well, and yeah, so we don't, we don't know what kind of spider it was. Spiders are not dangerous in the UK unless you inhale it. So now, now we know <laughs> that. So, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, the swallowing spider myth can really happen. Like, I, I doubt it happens as much as the myth says, but, you know, it can happen. And arachnophobes are not going to like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, maybe we'll find a new B-movie coming out next year associated with it, you know? A spider to the throat. <laughs> swallowing spiders, yeah. <laughs> so the spider swallower. The, we, the, the, the uh, uh, doctors have uh, medically altered a spider that, that uh, will go inside of your throat. Or this could be like a true crime. Tax at night. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a true crime. The killer kills his victims with a spider <laughs> yeah. to make them swallow it. Yeah. yeah. That could be a true crime thing. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave, let's get to our next. So this is going to be a set of stories. This is a, this is a four for one. Four stories oh, in wow. one. Wow. Okay. And so for this, we are, we're going down under, mate. We are going to Australia, particularly to Kigari Island, which I guess used to be named Fraser Island. That's how I always thought it was, but apparently now it's Kigari. Um, okay. So Fraser Island, obviously named after Brendan Fraser. Oh, he's hey. uh, the favorite actor of all of Australia. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. No, but uh, Brendan Fraser is probably my favorite all-time actor for real. Yeah, you the, you were a huge fan of the Mummy. Oh, the Mummy is my favorite all time movie, and uh, so and Brendan, I love Brendan Fraser movies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we could go down a Brendan Fraser rabbit hole maybe another time. <laughs> Let's get to the story. So the island is it's pretty good size. It's a part of Queensland and north of Brisbane on the east coast. And man, okay. it is uh, just a beautiful place. White sandy beaches. It's exactly a picturesque landscape and beautiful water, beautiful bright blue water. And it's so that obviously makes it a big tourist destination, right? Yeah. Uh, I would, Dave, you would love it. I would also love oh, to yeah. go there sometime. I think it'd be really cool. Maybe some listeners yeah. have been there and they can tell us if it's a cool place or not. That's well, right. Queensland is, is the part that's right along by the Barrier Reef, isn't it? That's yes, where you'd go yes. to. Yes, you're to correct. Go, yeah. On the East Coast. Well, yeah. So you you don't know where I'm going with this one, do you? Just just to Fraser Island, that's it. Yeah, all right. Well, it's home to the largest land predator in Australia. What is that, Dave? Uh, that land predator. That's the dingo, isn't it? Yep, very good. It's a dingo. So, and there are about 200 give or take uh dingoes on this island. And uh, okay. there, has, there has been a, a large uptick in dingo incidents just this year. So huh. here's kind of the, the start of the four for one. 
In April, a six-year-old girl was attacked by a dingo while swimming in shallow water. The dingo oh. held her under held her underwater for a few seconds too. Wow. Uh, nearby family members were able to intervene and rescue the girl. She was she had to be airlifted to the hospital and suffered multiple bites to her head and hands. Oh. She ended up uh, being okay in, in the long run, and this dingo was euthanized. Okay. Well, then in June, another dingo had to be put down after several incidents, including one where there is a video of it. Uh, it was just like a woman that was sunbathing while like, and it's seriously like it's while a party is going around. Like people are partying. Okay. I mean, they, they're filming this wild dingo and they're uh, like letting it just come into their campground area on the on the beach. So they're all camping on the beach, right? Uh -huh. And this one woman is just kind of laying down and the dingo approaches her and she kind of quickly tries to get up and leave. And it really it lunges right at her and nips her and it kind of bites her right in the butt. Ooh, wow. It, it, it wasn't a good it wasn't a big bite or anything, but like it said, it's that shouldn't that be happening. Yeah, that's not good for a wild animal to get that close to people. So no. uh, that, that dingo and, and it had it had uh, apparently previously done other things as well so it did end up getting put down as well then i'm curious so do you know <clears throat> do dingoes can dingoes carry rabies or i'm sure they could oh that's okay. a good very good point dave so uh yeah why wouldn't they be their dogs so yeah i'm sure they can huh. so okay. that woman probably has got to get checked now well all of these people should i mean if they euthanized that yeah. particular dingo and they know for a fact it was that dingo they could check the dingo and see if it had rabies yeah. and go from yeah, there but dave you make a good point yeah so you probably huh. would have to if you couldn't if you didn't find the dingo that bit you yeah it's a good point huh. yeah i don't know if that was just uncommon for them i i'm sure it would be i'm sure it would be there you know it's australia they're a lot like us so, yeah, it would be un very uncommon, but I, you never know, right? Yeah. But uh, so let's get to the next one. And then also in June, a 10-year-old boy was attacked and dragged into the water. And this oh. boy was saved by his 12-year-old sister who had intervened. Wow. The boy suffered puncture wounds to his shoulder and arms and scratches and bruises on his collarbone and arms. Uh, this dingo also put down. Okay. Then in uh, July, a 23-year-old woman was jogging along the beach, right? It was just kind of jogging. Um, and then uh, she was attacked by multiple dingoes. Ooh. And they dragged her into the water. So I think, uh, from what I found out, this is kind of a hunting strategy of theirs to bring prey into the shallow waters. Gee, must have learned uh, it from crocodiles. Maybe, maybe, but like if they were chasing like prey, they should be like uh, kangaroos. Yeah, they might try to bring the kangaroo into um, uh, shallow waters, I guess. That's it seems to be a hunting tactic of theirs. That's crazy. Yeah. And they so uh, this one could have this one really could have been fatal uh, if not for two tourists driving on the beach. They were driving. Uh, their truck on the beach and they spotted the woman yelling, help, help. Um, so the guy went between the woman uh, and the dingoes and ended up even punching the pack leader dingo right in the face. Like his, his, oh, wow. um, his fingers were bloodied up because of it. Oh, gee. Uh, so the woman who had been attacked, we don't know for how long she was being attacked before these people got there, but she was not doing good. This woman was, she had to be airlifted to a hospital and suffered injuries, including a chunk of flesh bitten off of her arm. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, say three or four dingoes, they could really do some damage. Gee, yeah. Authorities say that she probably would have been killed if not for the man that would help. Wow. And then, so the, uh, the pack leader, it actually had a radio collar on it and they put it on it because of previous bad behavior in on the island. Wow. So this one, this pack leader was also euthanized. It had to be uh, taken out. 
Uh, wow, I didn't Crazy. I didn't know that dingoes were that much of an issue, honestly. Gee, no, me neither. Uh, apparently this year crazy. Yeah, apparently this year alone, there has already been 130 incidents with uh, 19 of them being considered high risk on the island. Wow. Which is uh, up from previous years already, like the last couple of years, you know, it didn't even beat this. And we're we're only a little bit more than halfway through with the year. So it's a. I don't know what's wow. going on. Well, actually, I kind of know what's going on. But uh, dingoes, they really aren't that large either. They're only about 40 pounds. Uh-huh. So they're it's like a medium-sized dog, kind of on the lighter side, to be honest. Uh, and they are normally shy and cower to humans. I think I, that's got to be a little bit bigger than a coyote, I would say. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't look at how, what a coyote weighs, but I'd say a little bit bigger. And it is, it's uh, believed that uh, the bad behavior of a lot of these dingoes is caused by dumb tourists. Oh, okay. Tourists see the dingoes thinking they are nice dogs. They're, they look just like any other dog, you know. And, you know, they want to feed them and pet them, whatnot, right? And uh-huh. that, that makes these wild animals, these dingoes, less fearful of humans. And that makes them get bolder and they will get closer. And that is basically what is happening here on the island. It kind of reminds me of the bears in Yellowstone. Remember in the 60s and stuff, how they yeah. were habituated and like they would get close to cars just expecting food. And they would, you know, hang on people's car windows just trying to do that they would have those dumpsters they would attack dumpsters and so this is giving me those kind of vibes okay yeah and so far 20 people have been fined for feeding or allowing dingoes to eat their garbage Um, Uh, so that meant that many people have been fined already then two women were fined after they posted photos of them interacting with wild dingoes so they found them through the dingoes what? <laughs> what a bunch of dingoes. <laughs> Maybe that's what we, yeah, we can call social influencers dingoes. What a bunch of dangoes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of funny that they just found their, uh, their posts and were able to, well, obviously you can find them from that, right? Yeah. Dude, people posting crimes yeah. is so stupid. It is so weird. If you're going to commit a crime, don't, don't post it. it. It's not hard. <laughs> Gee, yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's and that's very interesting stuff. I'll just like, delete the post if the cops find it. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it, it's really interesting stuff uh, there. Like, I didn't know dingoes were that big of a deal. So, Dave, guess what? We're going to need to do a dingo episode. Okay. Drink. We'll, <laughs> so we'll uh, really find out more about them. Uh, so it's on the list. So we're going to have to cover them sometime. Okay. All right, Dave, I know you have uh, two stories for us, so why don't you hit us with those? Okay, yeah. Okay, so mine takes place in July in uh, 2023 in Colorado. This is in La Plata County. This, I hope that I pronounced that right. This, that's uh, uh, Durango area, uh, Durango, Colorado. So that's up in the Rockies. Right. Um, anyway... Here, here we go. Set this. They didn't give us a name for this for the individual. They kept him unnamed, but he was a sheep herder. Um, and anyway, he was woken up in the middle of the night by hearing hearing some strange stuff going on. Turns out it was a bear attack, and it was had gotten a couple of sheep. And so he anyway the, he he gets his thirty yacht six, starts firing at the bear. Well, then the bear attacks him. So he, and, we and don't know if him. he hit it or anything. Yeah, as as of this point, no, they weren't sure. Um, so then the bear came after him and attacked him. Um, then ran off after a while, but he had uh, injuries to his head and other areas. They said they didn't say what it was from there. But anyway, he's thirty five years old. Um, gets to a nearby no, gets back to his tent and contacts his cousin. I think by via phone contacts his cousin. Mm-hmm. And they find him, uh, who then gets a hold of authorities. Well, the authorities find him and uh, get him to the hospital. And he had to get treatment. So he, in fact, he had to be flown twice. Well, he was, he was airlifted once 
to get initial treatment and then mm-hmm. flown again to Grand Junction for the, because they have more facilities the there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, C- CPU or Colorado Parks and Wildlife was notified around 4 a.m. of the attack. And so they went, they had to start looking for the bear. Yeah. So they had, do- they had dogs sniffing it out and uh, went after it. Um, so they weren't sure if it was hit by the rifle shots at first, so they, but they were looking for it. The dogs picked it up, um, but they didn't get there until later. So they hunted it down, and it took almost a day to mm-hmm. find the bear. Finally found it, and they killed it. Um, it's Colorado's, okay. the a CPU's policy, if they ever attack a human, they just put it down. Yeah, that's pretty There's much no, the policy almost everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They don't mess around with that stuff. So they had to put it down. Um, so they, they estimated it was approximately eight years old, weighed about 250 pounds. They did find wounds in the chest area. They said they weren't able to determine if they were gunshot wounds from the victim, which seems a little odd. You mm-hmm. think they'd be able to know. So I'm just going to assume that because... I, because uh, <laughs> I mean, that would, that would make <laughs> because sense. Because of this next part. Yeah, this next part. They're like, well... Um, you know, they, they, they did find sheep wool in the bear's stomach and they found some DNA associated with the, uh, um, victim. Yeah. But, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. They found the DNA, but they were testing that, but they found the sheep wool and they said, well, we're not, we, we, until we get the results back confirming about the DNA testing, we can't confirm 100% that this is the same bear. <laughs> but I'm right. sure they got it, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's, it's most likely that those chest wounds were also, that he did get it in the chest. Right. And it could be that, that he got it and it attacked him and then started saying, okay, I'm feeling it, you know, and ran off, you know, yeah, yeah. from the wounds. Because, um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why it would all of a sudden have just let him go. Because I guess he was done firing. Yeah, we don't we don't um, know exactly. But, yeah, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. That happened. That was the first bear attack for Colorado for the year. Oh, all um, right. that was that was July. Yeah, that was in the, that was mid July. Yeah, the one we covered uh, last episode that was in uh, Arizona, and that was remember that was like a uh, yeah a fatal attack where he was the bear wanted to eat him. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so and then so uh, luck, 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 hat or whatever. I shouldn't say that. That's <laughs> not lucky, but I found another one in uh, Colorado. <laughs> lucky for Happened us, the next but month. not for the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a better way of putting it. Found another one in Colorado. This oh, one took place okay. in southern Colorado, um, central southern. You know, right at the towards the southern border. Uh, th- this was, uh, a, a man was, uh, camping, sleeping in a hammock, just sitting there sleeping. Next thing you know, he hears something, puts on his headlamp, turns his headlamp on. He sees a bear sitting next to him <laughs> and the bear then just bites him on the upper arm and then just turned and wandered off. Yeah. I bet, the, he's, I bet like, he's, he got startled by the bear and kind of jumped and the bear bit him after that. And then. Bounce. Yeah, the bear was probably startled. Yeah, yeah. So they, they both were. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was may, maybe it was uh, uh, you know mixed identity. The bear was like, "Oh, sorry, I thought you were a burrito," and then finally <laughs> <laughs> wrapped up in the hammock. No, but but yeah, he so because it was weird because he just bit him once and then walks away. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was probably. I think I'm thinking more along your line. He was surprised and just uh, bit yeah, out of surprise. Got surprised and wandered by each off. Other. Yeah. But anyway, the man went to a motel afterward, called an ambulance, and they took him and treated the bite. They said it was about two to three inches. So again, CPU officers set a trap because, uh, and it's kind of sad in this case. Yeah, Yeah, because it it doesn't look like it was, it most likely wasn't predatory or anything. No, it seems like an accident. Yeah. And they said... um, the, well, the, the, the guy said there was nothing around. I didn't have food out or anything for him to go after. And the authorities checked the campsite, too. And they're like, yeah, we didn't see anything. So, you know, we don't know what else it would have been. So anyway, they had to find it. I, um, I looked for good. Sorry, this happened in August, yeah, in August um, oh, early August. So it was just oh. about a month later. 
little less than a month later. But uh, I've looked for to find out if they ever found the bear, and I haven't found any any articles that have followed up on yeah, it. Yeah, see, it's to hard to find follow-ups. Yeah, and in this case, maybe it's a good thing. It, may, it could be a good thing they didn't find the bear, because it may not be uh, really aggressive to humans. It could have just been like you mentioned before, just startled. You know, so we'd hate to have to put it down, just you know, out of its own instinct to, to mm-hmm. protect itself. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, that was that. Well, those are Both the in Colorado. only two in Colorado this year that we're aware of, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. We Everybody always likes bear stories, so good job, Dave. Yeah, thanks. And I have one more story for us this episode. Uh, I wanted to end on this one because it's it's a it's kind of it's a happy ending and it has a oh. so it's it's a romantic story. Interesting. Which we do not get many of. you off, Matt? <laughs> oh, you'll find yeah. out, Dave. <laughs> and we do not get many uh, romantic stories on the show, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> whenever I can find one, I'm going to pull it off here. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So let's go to July 12th-ish. And Dave, we are actually going to Yellowstone for this story. Hey. Uh, so where you still have never been. No, I And now that you live in Florida, you're going to make it even harder to pull that off. I know. Uh, I was actually, I was in Yellowstone almost a month or a year ago. Exactly. Wow. But, uh. Do you miss it? Oh yeah. Yellowstone's cool. For a few days. Nice. I just (laughs) had my friend, my, nice. My buddy just called me actually two days ago. Told me he was on his way back from Yellowstone. He lives in California. But, uh, yeah, well, that's he had cool. a great time. Saw, they saw wolves. They saw bison. Yeah. Oh, did they? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you should, I always, if, uh, anybody I know is going to Yellowstone, I always say, Hey, listen to our Yellowstone episodes before on your way there. <laughs> yeah. It's a good idea, I right? Have had him, yeah. Learn how yeah. to not be an idiot and, uh, jump into boiling hot pools of acidic <laughs> water so you don't melt. Yeah. Because we've covered That's stories true. like that. Those were some of our, still some of our uh, best episodes to the state. And they were really early on in the show. It's like eight and nine episodes, eight and wow. nine. So go back and check our Yellowstone episodes out if you haven't yet. And you want to hear about people boiling in hot pools of acidic water. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's happened before. But uh, all right. Anyways, yeah. so we are going to Yellowstone for this story. And we are going to meet a couple named... Amber Harris and Chris Whitehill. And they're also there with Amber's daughter. And these, uh, this couple is from the Phoenix area and they have been planning this Yellowstone trip for over a year. Well, Chris has a plan of his own. He plans on proposing to Amber on this trip. Mm. I don't know if uh, Amber like is aware of it. They didn't really make it notice. It sounds like she might be like aware of it, but I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, we'll pretend it's a surprise. Chris has a surprise plan of his own and he plans on proposing to Amber on this trip. Well, on their first day at the park, Amber and Chris, they go on a morning hike. They are by Lake Lodge cabins in the North part of uh, north part of Yellowstone Lake area. Not the north part of the park, but Yellowstone Lake. And okay. I know you, you you probably can't see it on a map in your head, Dave, so that's okay. It doesn't matter. No, but I, I, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I'm not sure if they're staying at the lodge here or they're staying maybe in West Yellowstone and they're just coming in uh, from town. I'm not sure if there's... I'm not sure exactly. But they don't mention her the daughter on the hike. So I'm thinking maybe they stayed at the lodge and the daughter was staying there while they went on a hike. Maybe something like that. We'll, we'll just say that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, they take this hike, uh, that would take, they uh, take the hike that would take them to Yellowstone Lake. It's kind of an open field area and they see some elk on their, on their walk, which is not pretty typical there. See lots of elk there. Uh And, well, they continue on when they see two bison ahead. You know, again, that's not that's not uncommon at all. That happens all the time. You see bison and you can see bison close. 
And in Yellowstone, they say uh, keep at least 25 yards from Bison, which is, if you think about it, that's not very far away. 25 yards? That's, yeah, that's something still, that big, yeah. That's still pretty close, if you think about yeah. it. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's almost a first down. <laughs> that is, that's two first downs, Dave. Was it 20 yards? No, it's 10 yards. Oh, it's only 10. Oh, gee. I so. Gosh, that's so <laughs> stupid. I'm so off of football now, aren't I? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they see two bison ahead, and they 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 said it, they're, uh, these bison are about 50 yards away, and we don't know for sure. Anyway, um, they were kind of hidden by the trees, so it was a surprise to see the bison. So they... They were walking up on him and didn't just plain up, didn't see him. Right. And uh-huh. uh, they see that one is right on the trail. And this one gets down and rolls around in the dirt. Have you ever seen? A, you, do you get what I'm talking about? That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is called wallowing, something really common that bison do. And you can see their wallow uh, marks all over the park like there, the grass has been dug up for how hard that they roll on it. So you know where a, a bison has wallowed before, right? Yeah. Anyway, so the bison is wallowed, gets up, looks at them, walks to them, then runs at them. Oh, boy. Well, we do not believe they did anything to provoke this bison either. We, we There's no reason to suspect that they were doing that. They just got a bit too close and you get a unpredictable pissed off bison. Right. And this bison, well, it goes right after Amber gores her and lifts her, lifts her up, tossing her in the air. Chris, Chris was there watching it. Chris says she did one or two backflips in the air. Oh, I definitely believe that I've seen videos of bison tossing people in the air and they go high. It's like, being you know jump real high on a trampoline and not then the trampoline gets removed yeah yeah it's it's like and then those, you're gonna uh, fall yeah it's like those inflatable things in the lakes where you one person will jump off a big yeah and, and you go flying what do yeah. they call those the big the big belt what are they big belly or I don't know, big I'm just, that or just something. reminded me of the movie heavyweights though so yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah so the blob that's what they called it Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you're literally just at the mercy of gravity. <laughs> and That's crazy. So, yeah, she gets tossed up in the air, does one or two backflips, and then lands hard on the ground, hard on her back. Chris, oh, uh, nothing Chris can do, really, except for he yells at the bison to distract it so it doesn't go back and tramp, trample Amber. That's the next thing it would Ooh, it could yeah. do is go and uh, stomp on her. That's definitely not something you want to have happen to you. So uh, he distracts it. Uh, The bison, I guess the bison does go away because uh, the authorities are called and Amber gets stretchered out of the field and airlifted to Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. And we find that she has multiple injuries, seven spine fractures, bilateral collapsed lungs and bruising all over. Oh, wow. Uh, fortunately, nothing life-threatening. Well, that sounds odd. I would think all of that is. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Apparently, it's not. So, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, wow. And like I said, we, we don't know why the bison attacked. It may, you know, I, I think that maybe it would have been better if Chris had gotten on one knee and right before she says yes, then it attacks him. Yeah. Then it attacks oh, her right yeah. after that. And then after it attacks her, you know, the bison will, he whispers to Chris, don't do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, like, you he'd be like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Know. That just sounds funny to me. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe he would already did propose and, and uh, bison was startled by her squealing saying, yes. <laughs> and so then it attacked. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been funny if he was on one knee while it happened. I don't know why. I just thought it would be. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, like I said, this is a romantic story so far, right, Dave? <laughs> Definitely like, romantic. Yes. <laughs> well, this this will bring the romance in. Well, yeah. Chris planned on proposing on this trip, right? Yeah. Well, he sticks to the plan. And while at the hospital. <laughs> Way to go, Chris. <laughs> 
He gets down on one knee at her bedside and asks her to marry him. She says, yes, of course. And oh, that's uh, good. they will be there. They are now engaged and hopefully they live happily ever after. Yeah. So oh, that, that is that is about crazy. as romantic as it gets on this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I would like to have happened. more. I would like to have more romantic stories, but kind of hard in our genre. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, so, that's uh, that's perseverance for you. You know, you don't let anything get in the way, and that's really what you want in a marriage. You know, you want someone that's not going to let any hardships get in the way. You know, so okay. that's great. I mean, I'm not married, so I can't say anything. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and if I was, oh, and if I was Amber, I would now say, if someone would ever ask, hey, can you do two ba- a double black backflip? You would say, yes, I can, because yes. I did. <laughs> I, I tried it once, didn't work out, so I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and we can't call them, you know, we, we like to do our, our bit on a stupid idiots of Yellowstone. Uh, it doesn't sound like we can do that here. No. It doesn't sound like it was their fault, you know, unless they are lying to us. We, we don't know. They could be lying to us about everything. No, there are no witnesses. They could have been trying to take a selfie with it and not tell anyone. I don't know. Oh, that's just, true. I, but, I'm, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not accusing don't them know. of doing that, but I'm just saying it. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we couldn't anyway, because there's, you know, you proposed. It's a romantic story. Yes, it's a romantic story. Yeah. So yeah, bison, like I said, they are very unpredictable. They are very large. The largest animal in the New World, in the Americas. And they can run like three times faster than we can. So everybody, please do not get close to a bison. But Dave, I have a a little side story from when I was in Yellowstone last year. I don't know if I've told it on the show before. It's it's just real quick. But uh, I was in Yellowstone around... This time last year and got we got I got caught in a traffic jam caused by bison, which is pretty oh. standard. It happens all the time. Uh, and so, like, you know, I'm slowly mo- it's only a uh, two lane road, one going the one way, go one going the other, like th- throughout the uh, yeah. park. And so I was, you know, you're slowly moving forward. And <laughs> when I get close enough, I realized that this is all just because one bison would not get out of the road. <laughs> seriously nice. ra- there and there was a ranger that was there like direct directing traffic and she was oh, like yeah? she was fairly close to the bison like she was like she had a, a lot of things to look for while doing this and it, it was interesting but yeah it was all because this one stubborn bison would not move and wow. like when you get when she would say like okay your turn come on she was like one at a time going to each direction and you had to like veer and dude i was like three to four feet away from hitting this bison just doing this but like this bison would not move wow he was just being a dickhead and just like I'm gonna, <laughs> nothing i can do i'm gonna hold up traffic <laughs> maybe he was protesting stop the invasion of the humans in our territory <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and so also there was a bison attack a few days after this one. Uh, another wow. bison attack at Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota, where a woman was seriously injured, also airlifted to a hospital. She had serious injuries to her abdomen and her foot. Uh, however, I could not find any other details on this story, but that is another bison attack that has happened this year and not in Yellowstone. Wow. But uh, Dave, I really do. Here's another shot. Uh, (laughs) I would like to do a solo episode on bison sometime. Yeah. I think they really have a fascinating history in America. Oh, definitely. I would would argue that they are the most most iconic American animal. It's hard to disagree with that. Maybe you could say bald eagle, but I I still got to go bison. Yeah. And the most iconic animal here. And like, apparently, like, you know, before the European settlers got here, there was millions of bison in a herd and they're just walking the plains and everywhere. And so I think they have a fascinating history. I would really love to cover them. Yeah. Go like in in depth. We did a little bit on our Yellowstone uh, episode where we talked about the Yellowstone animals, but we just barely scratched the surface. So I think we need to do a, a solo episode on bison sometime. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right. Well, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. I hope you and everyone enjoyed these diverse animal stories. We always like doing these type of episodes. They're some of my favorite to put together. And we will, we're going to actually uh, do, an, do them again at the end of the year. So we're going to cover the second half of 2023 at the end of the year. And so I think that's a good idea. Probably do it very yeah. much like we did with these two. So for, yeah. uh, for uh, next episode, I haven't decided yet. Uh, you should see my list of things to cover actually dave i can show you right now okay look so can you see oh yeah yeah that's a long list <laughs> we got a lot to cover it never ends and i just keep thinking of more ideas too so we i don't i haven't decided what we're gonna cover next so it's gonna be a surprise or maybe i'll at least post it on our uh our social media but yeah it'll we don't know. So if I mean, if any of the <laughs> listeners want to uh, suggest an episode idea, feel free to share. That's fine with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe you need to put all those on a dartboard or something and just. <laughs> that's not a bad try idea. Pick it that way. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good idea, Dave. And then like yeah. I have to do it because I, I seriously like it's hard for me to choose sometimes. Yeah. Do it then. <laughs> but uh, Dave. If our listeners want to be even more awesome than suggesting topic ideas, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you would really like to help a couple of dingoes like us out, you can, uh, you know, donate via PayPal or Venmo or even Bison shirts. Oh, Dave, you're on fire today. <laughs> that, was, that was really good that's always off the cuff by dave too i just want to let everyone that's my favorite part about it. that's why i still do the show is to hear dave do that uh, yeah that's, that's why i research yeah. four that's why i research four hours on a freaking tiger story where i barely found out anything is <laughs> just to hear dave say do that part <laughs> well dave nice. we have actually have a couple shout outs to give sweet uh first we want to thank give a shout out to harvey butthole Harvey Butthole. <laughs> he said uh, that I'm assuming it's a he. Uh, he said he is glad <laughs> that we are back. So we just want to thank Mr. Butthole. <laughs> that was fun to say. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Butthole. Right, so um, we have a super shout out to give Dave. All right. Super shout Thank you, Big D. For the donation. Big D. Yes, thank you for the donation. It really helps. And man, we really greatly appreciate it. And hopefully we have more shout outs to give next episode. But uh, just to also give a uh, remind everyone to get your Force of Nature T-shirts and stickers. I just received a big batch of stickers. Yeah, Dave, I I haven't even told you. I uh, my friend who's the sticker guy, she uh, gave me I've bought two batches like 250 of them and then I wanted to buy a third one she's like how about a thousand for the same price I was like okay so I've wow. got tons of stickers to give out so I'll just send me your I'll give them I'll give you know what if you uh, send us a message and I'll send some stickers to you for free sweet if, if anybody wants some force of nature stickers uh, uh DM us, send us uh, your information. And I will send you some stickers for free. And then hopefully that encourages you to buy a shirt. <laughs> but I'll, even if you nice, don't want a shirt, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some for free. That's fine. As long as you're in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., sorry, I'm not sending you free stickers. <laughs> I'm not send, uh, paying yeah, that cost, that cost 60 bucks to send you some free stickers. You'll have to do that differently. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in the if you're in the United States, yeah, we can, I'll do that. I don't, I don't have a problem sending some free stickers. So just DM us and uh, we'll do that for you. Sweet. Or if you order a T-shirt, I'll, we'll get you some free stickers as well. Uh, yeah. Dave, let's see what Cheetor and Dante have to say. Free stickers? What the hell kind of business are you guys running here? How are you going to avoid my six-figure salary? Cheetor, run quick. Take all them stickers before these idiots get them out for free. Oh, Matt, you're never going to catch Cheetor. He's a cheetah. Yeah. Ah. Well, Cheetor's been drinking, so I might have a chance to get there before he does. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, better hurry. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to sign off first and then I'll go run after him. So this is Force (laughs) of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up and we will see you next time. Bye.